everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here. I've been, you know, I've been on a positive kick lately, uh, working out, being healthy and stuff. I feel like it's, you know, it's a good time for it with COVID out there. You know, I had other reasons besides that, but, you know, it's my, might as well, you know, get in shape with, uh, with sickness going around and try to, you know, be in a good position in case you get it, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> I have a guest with me today. Uh, there's another comedian that I met in the Santa Cruz area. I met him at open mics. He was like another guy I just kind of started talking with outside of doing the mics and uh, hanging out at the different ones. He's recently started doing, uh, he's been part of the drive-in show with Sam uh, Weber and Natasha is Brian Snyder. How are you doing, dude? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, hanging out, just, uh... Just avoiding people? Just dodging them. Just, just... just <laughs> not avoid, like, I'm physically dodging them. And, uh, <laughs> I, like, go to hang them one and I veer off. Uh, yeah. Like, what is, uh, have you been working during quarantine, or...? Yeah, I have the whole time, which is weird. Because I've seen, like, the... Because I work... Uh, I'm a barista. Okay. So, see the different rates of, like, people coming in. Like, in the beginning, like, no one was coming in, and I was, like, maybe going to lose my job. But then I started picking up. Uh, Do you have people trying to sit? It was, it's been weird. Try, pe- people trying to like, sit inside? with their coffee inside, or...? At first, and we just had to, like, move all the tables. So, like, no one could, someone could sit inside. We'll just grab wow. their coffee and, like, go. Or, like, a sandwich or something. That's so crazy. So, that was... It's weird. Yeah, it's it's like taking toys away from kids, you know. Yeah, mo- mo- putting stuff up on high shelves where they can't get it. Yeah, but they want it, and they're gonna like jump for it. Yeah, that's what it, that's what I feel like. That's the only comparison I can think of for. It's not bad. <laughs> that's society. All the time over. <laughs> yeah, damn dude. Uh, have you have you been? Uh, what kind of mask you been rocking? I went through like three or four masks in a week where I just lost them immediately. And now I'm using like the, the normal like blue like doctor mask oh, okay. thing. Uh, I got a couple of those and like a, a, like a sleek black one. Nice. Is it good that um, it goes around your ear as well? Up. I hate it's like. Because, I mean, normally I have, like, more froey hair. So it was, like, I don't know, I'd get all matted, and then it was really tight, and I just I didn't like it at all. I thought it was horrible. Okay. Yeah, I've but, been... Uh, I I had to use a few different ones to f- kind of find the one that I liked the best. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, I went through... I was using the blue ones at first. I had, like, a pack of them, and I was just wearing those. And it didn't seem too bad. I, it kind of was getting like behind my ear, you know, was getting the, cause I wear it all day at work. I, I try to be, you know, as I just keep it on all day if I can. And my, you know, if you behind your ear, it like starts to get a little like annoying Sounds- feeling. It's like raw or something. Yeah. And like, then I got these little things that were like little, it's like the, like little earphone, almost like the silicone wraparound for like an earphone. 
Oh, yeah, and it had a it had a little it had a little slit on it where you could put the mask string in it, and then you could put the silicone part on your ear. And so I was like, "Oh, these are cool." Uh, and that started to feel better. But then I was constantly having to fix those fucking things, and so I just went and got like the I don't know if you see people wearing like the sleeve kind of mask where you like pull it down and it's like a sleeve and it kind of just goes all the way around. Like yeah. mine has a filter in it still, like the filters you slide into, like some of those other masks you've probably seen, like the yeah, yeah. charcoal filters. You can slide it in, and that sits right in front of your face, but it's like a sleeve. And so I just put that on and pull that up over my ear and my hat, and it keeps my headphones in too while I'm at while I'm at work. It's like I look like I'm gonna rob the place, but <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, it's straight up, people have said that to me at work a couple of times. I walk around there like, dude, you look like you're going to, like, rob somebody or something, dude. This is like, a, it's like a full, almost, like, ski mask looking thing. It's, dude, <laughs> if you rock that long enough and people don't expect you to rob somebody, you can probably get away with robbing somebody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <I wouldn't... laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It does feel weird when you go into a store and somebody looks at somebody gives you a look like yeah it's corona dude yeah <laughs> like I'm Not just here to I'm gonna pay for my stuff like <laughs> wait I don't know. yeah so like how is this uh how is this driving show thing been dude like how is uh it's um what's yeah. your experience been like so far it's been really cool because I'm like to the whole like that side of like comedy kind of the um not the politics of it i guess just the the yeah kind of the politics of it like who to book like who who do you want on the show and, oh you're like, talking about like producing stuff yeah yeah like like actually producing the show yeah uh, the actual that the actual drive-in show has been pretty good and it's been growing uh so like i'm stoked like i didn't think it was gonna work and then it worked so well, i mean it's it's you, you, you know, took advantage of a, uh, of a really kind of idea and that you're able to bring the community together to still, we're still like kind of social distancing, but people are able to interact with each other and still kind of, it's like a, it's like a glimpse of what, you know, we used to have going on with like all the mics and, uh, yeah. And, you know, every week just, open mics and we're always hanging out. We're always going, running around downtown. Yeah. Going to different spots, doing comedy with each other, yeah. talking to each other about each other's jokes and like seeing each other. Like what was cool is like, I remember bumping into you in San Jose at mm-hmm. like the last, I think it was like the last Frascati mic, right? Yeah. yeah, the last Frascati And there mic. was like 80 people there. There was so many. On the mic list. It was insane. It was yeah, it was like everyone from it. Yeah, I remember sitting around like, there's no way I'm going to get up. And just thinking like, no way. And like, I remember getting there early. We're going to get there. I got there an hour early. Like, oh, I'm, I'll get there an hour early, dude. I'll beat everybody. Like, idiot. Like, <laughs> there was people there probably all day. Really? Uh, but, yeah. no, it was fun, though. We spent like, I think, three hours hanging out outside talking with Probably all of the people that 
it's like it was like the Bay Area, like all the people that had gone to that mic and kind of like the active scene. Like you saw so many people that you'd see on Instagram and kind of like the Bay Area Comedy Network page and yeah, it was it was like everyone I think or like most people. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like a gathering. It was like a I kept I kept making jokes. It was like a town or a hall meeting or like a union meeting or some shit. Like uh. <laughs> Like a, so, should we unionize like should we you know? <laughs> i was just like this is crazy but it was so cool like everybody i was talking to we were all talking about like shows and you know different mics and like i learned so much about you know who's doing what and uh it was really cool it was like a networking of kind of event that i don't think will happen probably again for who knows how long maybe ever yeah biscotti was like really i really liked biscotti it was the first mic i ever did so it was yeah when did you when did you start november 2018 so like two and a half years ago okay yeah i was gonna say i count february as my start time really february February of 2018 february 20 yeah, February 2018, right? Okay, I started in March 2018. That's what you, that's crazy. We started like right around the same time. Oh shit, that's awesome! I, Hell yeah! So uh, we're both. So you started going to Frascati like right away, or? Yeah, well, I I checked it out like 2017, like November 2017. I did one or two mics, and then you know I I did okay the first time. Okay in quotes, meaning like I think everyone knew it was my first time and the audience was just kind of sympathetic to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I did good or anything, but I got applause at the end and that was like, Ooh, that got me going. You know, I thought that was like really cool. Uh, and then I bombed hard the second time and, <laughs> and got nothing, which I expected, but like, I didn't think it would hurt as much as it did. So I didn't go for like three months and then like February, I was like, all right, I want to do this. So I'm okay. going to so that's interesting like i remember you know my my first probably my first two times were not good at all yeah yeah like the first the first time was not i remember kind of being almost like what are you even thinking dude kind of just in the back of my mind what do you think you telling jokes like i remember just going through my jokes so fast and kind of looking at the floor. Don't even really remember a lot of it. I think I had like blacked it out some of it, but <laughs> I like, yeah, I like, I remember leaving right away after I got off stage, I was at the East village mic in Monterey. I remember just leaving right away. Okay. Getting in my car and being like, Whoa. And then thinking mm-hmm. about that for a while. And the second time I think I tried the same stuff, but, Cause I thought I thought I just like messed it up, but then I kind of was actually looking at the people, and then I think that's when you start to. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, when the more I pay attention to the audience during my set, I feel like the better I do. Like the more I kind of hang on them, like and I like I like. I'm just kind of really because they because people give you a lot of. You know, if they really like what you're talking about and everybody starts paying attention to you, you can feel it. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. do, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you can feel it. Yeah. You can literally feel it. 
and uh oh they're looking like it's not like malicious like staring it's it feels like it's yeah it's like interesting they're like they're invested yeah and you can feel that and i think after my second time i started to feel that a little more and that's when i started to actually like get at least laughter happening the first two times it was not laughter yeah at all it was kind of confusion and like this guy's really talking fast like i was talking fast too like have you had did you have any like prior talking in front of people like public speaking anything like i i had no i had zero i i was literally like before i went up i'm like i haven't done anything close to this and and talk in front of people like i was terrified of doing that like that was something i was never good at you know at least not until like late high school when i stopped caring yeah i I never did theater anything like hey performance art that wasn't like a thing like did you're just kind of like i'm just gonna go up there and start trying to tell yeah it's like i think i'm kind of funny and i love comedians so i'm gonna and do it that's pretty much all the thought that into it, you know? Yeah. I have always been a huge fan of comedy. Like, huge. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, my parents were watching it when, and I would just, I'd be in the room watching it with them, too. And mm. I'd catch, I remember living with my, living with my grandparents, and it was when Leno was still on. Uh, and I remember catching, like, his monologues with them. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff, like I, I like have an appreciation for all those old like shows, like Craig Ferguson, and I used to watch all that stuff even as a kid. I remember just watching like late night shows with with my family and people talking, and and, and comedy especially. I've always been gravitated towards, but I was a huge like fan of of like Dane Cook. I remember Lewis Black being like pretty big when i was younger he had like those specials on comedy central and yeah yeah. i like i liked lewis black because he was just so he would just get so crazy he would just start getting so worked up and it was like you could tell it was you know i appreciate the guys that can do that comedically can like be aggressive like that like i think chris porter is a good one too I don't know if you've ever watched Chris Porter. Uh, he kind of does that same shtick where it's like they're mad, but it's like funny that they're mad. And I wish yeah. that I could. Like, that's like the style that I want to have. Okay. But I feel like I'm too aggressive sometimes. or I get too wrapped up in like being actually upset about it instead of trying to find the funny that it comes off as just like you start angry like guy. Yeah, you start thinking about it, and you're just like, this is actually annoying, and then you just kind of go off that. Yeah, like I can't... Yeah, I think what I really appreciate about them is their ability to continue on that path of being right on the line of, like, funny, but this is also really stupid, but they keep making jokes about it instead of, you know, just spiraling into the anger, and... Yeah. uh, That's, like, something I really appreciate about comedy and, like, the... Just the truth, man. Like, yeah, like Bill Bill Hicks and all those guys from like yeah, Carlin yeah. and stuff. Those are all amazing, amazing comics. Mm-hmm. So you grew up watching Louis Black and like Dan Cook. Yeah, and I remember seeing, I remember seeing, you know, a lot of 
like Pablo Francisco and Mitch Hedberg and like Greg Giraldo. Okay. I mean, all those guys, uh, <coughs> Jeff Ross. Like I was, yeah. I remember just, I have always been kind of following that. Always been kind of a fan of it. And so I wanted to do it cause I was just, I thought I could, you know, write stuff. And then you re you, you start doing it and you're like, this is really hard. And it's my first time ever <laughs> yeah. trying to like, like I guess perform in front of people I guess I mean I was I did like some really short stints with music stuff in school but performing in front of people is something it's way different like I I did like group presentations and I had to present in front of the class and talk for like sometimes like 45 minutes in college but that was like a lot of just it was all information that I was just that I had to memorize and just kind of be able to answer questions about it wasn't entertaining people which is something totally different that i think i didn't really consider until you start like trying to do open mics and trying to be good at comedy i think is like if you take it seriously you're like writing i mean i don't think taking it seriously means writing but i think that the term writing it can be used for like coming up with bits on stage writing on stage too I think you're, you have to like develop something to have to talk about instead of you can't just go up there and people think they can just go up there and like tell a funny story about their buddy or talk about their problems and people will think it's interesting and laugh and you have to have like a, like that's what I appreciate about there's certain people in Santa Cruz that have like different styles. Like I say, you're one of the people that you have like a style that you consistently write jokes around. I think uh, that it, I yeah, yeah. like it's a like you know like you kind of know like you don't know I'm not saying like you know where Brian's gonna go but you can you can yeah, you at least start to get the hint of like you're gonna like misdirect and you're gonna like uh kind of you know be a little dark and be a little just you know you're you're gonna have you know you're gonna leave people you lead them one way and kind of you know uh turn the thing on its head and yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate that because I can't really. That's I don't think that's something that I can really like come up with. I can't really think like in that kind of like ty- or genre or type or whatever category. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to like. Like, I mean, I guess like how do you like uh how does it is it the stuff you come up with is this like how what you, is that this like your sense of humor or it's. I mean, because like I want it to change. I know I do do like a misdirect thing, uh, pretty often, which I do just think is funny. Like that comes from who. I grew up watching a lot, so I've always had like an affiliation to to mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I think my favorite jokes that I have come up with were like bits where I was like in the shower and I thought of like just a premise that was funny that made me laugh out loud. And I try to keep it more honest these days, like a little bit, like you know, trying to do that. But uh, I'll have an idea that I think is really funny like the idea of the joke and then and try to write okay. around that kind of because i like having that misdirect thing and i've I don't know, like i've seen some like, exercises I, on like in stuff i've been reading or online stuff i've found where like, i've been just trying to find different you know different ways to come up with uh jokes and one was kind of you know write a sentence mm-hmm. and then like you basically break it down in half and you kind of all of the things that uh are good about that the subject of that sentence you write down uh 
and then all the things of the subject that are kind of bad about the subject you write down or like the positive negative and then you kind of swap them you swap like it's it's a really detailed thing i found online but basically you just are like swapping all the words that you just wrote down around and you kind of come up with kind of a misdirect almost it's uh it's more of just yeah it's 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 just like a straight up misdirect i think joke is that like kind of like a, a kind of an approach you take like writing multiple multiple lines down with uh with the punch to try and see which one fits or yeah yeah okay that's one way that yeah i think like i've done that like i have a premise and i'm like this is how i want to set it up and then that punchline eh, not quite funny yeah where i just kind of like go through stuff and like what makes sense for the joke and then it's also mm-hmm. really funny like yeah i get that um that's interesting dude cause... but sorry go ahead you want to go okay no but like i do appreciate like you uh and like it's just different styles but like i wish i was more freeform or more like i wish i sounded more freeform at least uh instead of like like i like jokes a lot but i wish oh i see what you're I saying could, you could, can, wish you could like it wasn't just go it wasn't just like joke 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 you wish you can kind of yeah talk more and be a little more uh like uh, me like more okay. personality that's it because I think you're good at that and, you know, a bunch of comics Thanks. are good at that. And, like, I need to get better. I think it comes from telling stuff that's super honest but is funny because it mm-hmm. is so unique in the the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is, like, what gets the biggest reaction. Like, I've just told something and so I said I basically just figure out a good cadence to tell that story in or that thing in. I just tell, like, the story of my grandparents' cat that uh, my mom had first. My mom smoked pot and named it Blue Alien Kush because that's what my mom named her cat and then gave it to my grandparents. And my grandparents have had the cat and my grandparents called it Kush the whole time, still have the cat, still call it Kush. I just think it's funny. And like... Yeah, that's... It's kind of hacky because it's about... like It's like weed, Kush, that's like all the the joke I can make there, but it's like true. I'm not mm-hmm. like, and that's, I think being able to just tell it because I have it. So like visual in my head. Cause it's just like my family. I think that's like the connection yeah. that you're kind of talking about being more personable. Uh, like I tell, I just tell, try to tell like the truth, but in a certain way, I guess, I don't know. It's weird. And it took me a while to even figure out, like the like any of the jokes about my family i've had to like really like tell those quite a bit to like get to the point where i could be like okay this is a good way to do it because you could just i would go on a tangent or like i don't know (laughs) yeah i noticed it's it's like fun to do that like going on tangents if you're like really feeling it feeling the crowd and all that like you just drop your set and just go on some tangent that you in your mind, like, you know, yeah, it's like... funny. <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing. I got into that's, a tangent one. Not... Had... Dude, I don't know. I, I don't, I've been trying to be a little more like, I guess less like dirty, I guess, or like vulgar, I guess. Just trying to get away okay. from that. Cause yeah, like I guess I, that's kind of where my comedy was going. Like when I, I guess I did like, I, 
this, over quarantine, I watched a lot, listened to a lot of my sets, and was kind of like just realizing that was like a theme that I was like, I don't know if I want, like, I want to have like jokes about, you know, like kind of like funny, dirty material always, you know, I think that stuff is funny, but I don't want it to be like my thing. I don't want to be like the comics. that's like a dirty, vulgar comic. That's not like what I want to be seen as. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't want people like to see you and be like, oh, he's going to talk about yeah, it. I'm going to talk about my dick the whole time. Like, I don't want people to think yeah. that. And like, uh, and yeah. so anyway, a tangent that I got on one time at the poet, right, speaking right. of tangents, is we were talking right. about, I was talking about Shrek. Okay. We, I got on, I don't know how, I think it was an interaction with the crowd or something, but I got onto the topic of like, if Shrek, when Shrek like comes, what color is it? I think I remember that. And people in the, some people in the crowd though were just like throwing out answers like they're like some people some people were throwing out you know like they're like they thought it was just normal like it would be like white and I, was like, I don't think so who's an ogre and then, and it made the bit funny because I remember listening back to it and I think I ended up talking about how I think when he comes it's like like motor oil it's like not. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah it's come some motor oil i don't know why that's that's just but it seems logical like i don't know i don't know well, just the kind no, of stuff i think, I think about i guess like i'm just like if shrek was to like they don't show that at all but i wonder he's an ogre he's gotta do it like what color would it be, man? Like it's it's just a fucking I don't know. <laughs> so silly. It's because uh, I don't know. Like because that's a funny thing to think about. And then also like the options would be like white or green or something. And then you're like, but like motor oil. But like right? it could be like, <laughs> he's he's green. Like we're yeah. like we're all we're all sorts. You know, humans are all we're a spectrum of colors, but we all. I think all humans, when we orgasm, when as dudes, it's all like white colored, right? Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've never heard of like yellow. If you're sickly, maybe, yeah, maybe if you're, maybe if you're, yeah, if you're sick or something, if you got a disease, I imagine it might be. But if you're, if you're, like I'm saying, healthy, normal human, you know, regardless of skin color, you're when you come, it's supposed to be white. I think. See, this is what I'm talking about, dude. I got. Like, <laughs> Yeah, see, because, yeah, you're dirty. <sighs> yeah. There. But to be fair, I think that's a very funny thing. It's Shrek's ejaculate, specifically. <laughs> it's very specific. Like, that's... <laughs> like, you ever, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. You ever, you know, you're up at night. What are you thinking about? You can't go to sleep. What color is Shrek's ejaculate? Yeah. <laughs> can't fall asleep uh... until you figure that out. That's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so going be hard. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I would probably ask if I ever met like Mike Myers. I think I'd have to ask him. Like, if you like you like, what do you think? You know, because you you're Shrek. Like, you know, like you're the voice of Shrek. What do you think? If he came, what Is color would it be? He's probably answered it. So there's got to be a Reddit somewhere. I could probably find it online. Probably. <laughs> His answer is canon, though. Like, whatever he says, it's like, all right, that's, 
Well, he could say purple, and it'd be like, all right, it's purple. Uh, <laughs> like <man>. Rippo. Um... <laughs> it's solid. <laughs> it's, it's not liquid. It's it's, it's like a two. It's like a goker. Oh no! <laughs> it's, it's like painful for him. <laughs> oh god. But again, you know, you just made me it. think of you know what image came to my mind. I don't know why, but you know, what image came to my mind, dude. <laughs> Joe Dirt when he has the fucking septic tank duct tape taped to his back and then he hits the top. Wait, wait, and Joe? Oh, and Joe Dirt when he oh. has the fucking tank on his back and it's a septic tank, but he thinks it's a bomb. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. Oh, God. And he hits the fucking top of it, and a bunch of stuff comes out and hits it. You just made me think of that, and then, like, that's how, sh- that's like. That's, that's Shrek's load. That's so, I wish I knew that's that so reference bad. Better. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get. <laughs> 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 oh, God. oh, no. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You think that's why he lives in a swamp? <laughs> Shrek for some people for sure, <laughs> dude. Now, when you boot up Shrek, you know, you're just gonna see that swamp and be like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. Uh. What does the red man ejaculate? Is it crumbs? Is is it just parts of him? Does he get smaller? Ginger when he... man? I like to think it's like little tiny spice drops. Gumdrops. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh. That would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dippin' Dots. Dude, it's Dippin' Dots. <laughs> it's Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dippin' Dots. That's so funny. Oh, holy uh, shit, dude. Yeah, I'm ready for... I'm ready for... Like, quarantine's just getting really weird now. Like, in the yeah, beginning, it was all, like, Tiger King and stimulus checks and yeah. fucking... And then, yeah, and then, you know, I feel like now the news is just such a... Every day is just such a... Uh, it's just such a bad place to... Like, I, I try not to read any news until I feel like right after I eat my dinner... I'm about to chill out for the rest of the day. I'll read it some news then, because I've already done everything else for the day. You know, like, in the morning, or... I try not to look at it too much yeah, like, like... until I'm, like, not having to interact in a public space, because the news just makes me kind of... I just get, like, really... Like, ah, I don't want to... I don't want to look at it anymore. Uh, I gotta yeah, turn off. dude, the... It never puts me in like a good yeah, mood. Yeah, and know? like, like I last miss- episode, I was, uh, you know, I was saying like, I like have put my phone down and and I've been trying to do the same, but I still find myself going on Instagram and going on Twitter and just seeing like, sometimes I don't even know if stuff is real, you know? Yeah, yeah, but just like yeah. news stories. How can this happen? Like this? Like how is this even possible that this happened? Like, yeah, is this, is this like, is this like news to like trigger me? Is this just like, cause it's, cause you, it's like, just, 
The term fake news, man, I don't know. It's It gets thrown around so loosely these days, and it's think, hard to even know oh, yeah. what is real. Yeah. It's my, my rule of thumb for, like, news watching has been, like, going in for 10 minutes. Because out of sheer curiosity, I think you're going to look. Like, I think most people don't want, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but most people don't want to be mm-hmm. ignorant. Like the news and stuff, and like I hate I don't I don't know anything. Like I just don't know. I don't I don't like knowing about what's going on. Like it doesn't because it's just like it's not fun. It's not good. So I just like I look at the news for like ten minutes. And it's like all right, that's the headlines. Then I like shake my head and just okay. I kind of leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta kind of just shake your head and be like. Oh, dude, I don't. I don't know. I, like I have to watch like some happy, like a happy cartoon or something, like just to <laughs> offset the energy a little bit, you know. I'm just gonna go watch cartoons now. <laughs> What's yeah. a go-to cartoon watch for you, dude? Uh, whenever I'm like, like in a mood or something, like Adventure Time is really okay. calming. I watch a lot of Adventure Time. Uh, and I'll do. I like also like. You know, Family Guy. I like the fun, funny ones. Family Guy, uh, American Dad, oh, okay. South Park. But like, kids' cartoons are really fun. Like, I really like cartoons. Like any anything that fits a cartoon category. The OGs, like, Looney Tunes, and like Tom and Jerry, and all that kind of shit. I yeah. really like to watch now, just to see how like some some of the messages that are like being like yeah. put out. You're like, man, this is not. Should not. This should not be. What like old like um like Disney? Just old. Uh, I mean, it's obviously generational, so you can't say it shouldn't be or wouldn't be. I guess it wouldn't be acceptable now. Is what I is what you know. I should say like okay. a lot of the a lot of like the humor or the like you can see like even there's like some racial stuff kind of in like old Looney Tunes cartoons and. uh like in the really early beginning stuff, um, and that's just—I think it's just of the time, but it's not. I mean, that's like anything, man. You watch like old episodes of like Cheers, and yeah, yeah. you're like, whoa, and it's just yeah, crazy yeah, to it's, see it's, how far we've come from that. Yeah, and you know, it kind of makes me. I guess that's yeah, it kind of makes me nervous for like comedy because it's, it's a lot of people are talking about a lot of stuff I hear right now is like. Comedy's under fire, and yeah, and it's like who knows how much longer comedy's going to be around, which is always like a, I feel like is kind of a crazy thing to say because I think it'll always exist, but it is weird to yeah. think about what's going to be acceptable to make jokes about, you know, considering what I just mentioned, like the what was acceptable to make jokes about, you know, even like ten years ago, you can't joke about now, so. How far is it going to yeah, go? Gonna or is it going to bounce back and go kind of the other way? You know, is there going to be anything like that? A bounce the other way of like, just kind of, uh, I don't know, like trying to understand context, I guess, or uh, mm-hmm. trying to, because a lot of times you see like a clip of something that, you see a short thing that somebody is like blows up somebody for, and it was like part of a string of jokes or something. You know, I've seen a couple things like that where 
It's like they're they're trying to get this comedian like canceled or something online, and you go and you look, yeah. and it's like it's like fun. It's like, like a string of jokes that the last one was like the farthest one from you know it was like still not, but I don't know, dude. I don't even know, man. It's such a weird thing. I, it's I, like I you weren't. It's like why do people? To me, it's like. Somebody goes to a show that's like a paid event for them to go see, and it's like only talked about there. And this, it's not like the person's going and like the jokes that are being made are only made there, and they're made for the purpose of entertainment. Clearly, in that environment, yeah. And then uh, yeah. there's like a somebody writes something about it or, and then everybody that wasn't there now has to look at it from this very skewed angle instead of like the live performance. And this is something that everybody yeah. talks about and stuff. So I'm not going to like drag on about it, but I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just weird, it's okay. dude. It's like, if it's, you like, why draw attention to it? The people that weren't even there. Yeah. It's it's like people kind of I don't know just trying to get somebody for the sake of getting somebody and it's and I think the whole thing is like super you know I mean yeah it's been talked about a lot but it's it's weird because the intention of comedy uh, is jokes usually I mean you can make a point but there's a distinction that you would notice right like you would notice like um, maybe it sounds off color but you're making a point. But, and it's a, and you're like, I don't know, the intention I think is more important. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, the joke, but it can, I don't know. It's a fine, it's a, it's a weird line. It is a weird line, but, dude. You know, right. um, All that. But it's a weird line when, especially when there's been like some stuff where I'm like, oh man, I think this is going to be funny and you tell it to people like before you go on stage and then groups and people are laughing and you get up there and you tell it exactly how you've been telling it all day to people and they've been laughing and you're like, Oh man, it's going to be great. And you get up there and do it and it just falls flat. And you're like, yeah, I also just, I don't know. It's weird. You ever think about your, like how you're projecting when you're up there all the time. Cause I, I think that's, I'm insecure about it a little bit. I have like a serious just facial expression kind of always. And you I think you're like explaining something. Yeah. But I don't know when you're talking about something like you'll smile and laugh like I've seen you like isn't it crazy? And then you have like a really like excited uh-huh. like, you know, and, and there's something very animated about that. And it's like, but in, I think in general though, my demeanor is just kind of like very. I don't know. I've always, I've always thought about it. Like I, I think about it almost like too much when to where I'm probably like overcompensating or doing something weird. Um, and mm. I, I don't know. I've always, because I've always been asked like, "What's wrong?" or "Are you okay?" Like my whole life, like everybody, every place I've been, every job, class, everything. And it's like, yeah, I'm good. And uh, do you think resting bitch face for guys? So a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. Anybody that knows me knows that I have it. And uh, um, 
I yeah. I've always wondered how that if that like happens while I'm up there while I'm talking if I am giving off this that's why I worry about like I talked about earlier about being angry and like wanting to do like that angry kind of comedy but I just don't want to be aggressive up there I don't want to like people to be like chill out you know <laughs> yeah yeah well that's my worry because like I know I'm very like deadpan like or I'm like very docile on mm-hmm. stage I think but like I've thought about like oh man this thing actually like riles me up and like I've thought about trying to be angry at something on stage but I don't think I know how to change modes like that like I only know how to be like angry like I don't know how to be angry with like you know comedic mm-hmm. flavor like I'm zero or a hundred like I think I would just come off as me and I don't want to do that uh, so I think I, I see what you mean where it's like you don't want to like push it too far yeah um, but I mean it's, yeah, uh, who knows dude I I think all of all of quarantine I've just been thinking about all this stuff and, and wanting to uh, kind of challenge myself whenever comedy comes back to uh, mm-hmm you know, do it a little, like, the way that I, you know, like, the way that I kind of wanted, the direction kind of want to take it now, because I think I was kind of doing a lot of, like, I don't know, like, dirtier jokes, or I was being, like, kind of vulgar, you know, I didn't need to be, like, some of my recordings, I'd see, like, I'm swearing where I don't think I need to, it's more of just, like, I'm trying to be like exciting and i think just in my head in that moment i'm like oh if i just am like yeah fucking did shit did. like if i just think if I, <laughs> I don't know um i guess that's yeah that's what's so cool about it is like just that's what's cool about recording yourself and video and audio is just like when you when you need <laughs> those ones where you just don't do well it's just uh it's good to look yeah, at those. Yeah, it's it's good to listen to those because it's it's like I there's a lot to learn about yourself. I think. Yeah, and I don't I don't record myself enough. Uh, but last year, like in December, uh, I was doing Rooster Teeth Feathers, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do like this set. I'm gonna record it. And while I was up there, like I did pretty well. Like I was getting reactions. It was all good. But when I was uh, looking at my recording, I noticed like I was so not animated on stage. And that was like kind of boring. Like I was telling like I got my jokes, mm-hmm. but that specific recording, I was a little quiet and I was not energetic. Like I didn't give off an energy uh, except for my last joke where I did. And I that was the most interesting thing I thought I did uh, the whole set even though I thought I did well the whole time and I had the most fun doing that, like while I was on stage. Yeah. So then I've been like, all right, I want to be more energetic, like find a way. And it's not like easy for me to like, just change like yeah. that. But I've been trying to like, is, do you think that's that more way. of just like being comfortable with, cause I noticed you're not like, you, you kind of, I don't know if you, like, I only kind of know you through, you know, doing comedy and stuff, but you kind of yeah, seem yeah. like a person that doesn't really have, like, big anim- like animated responses to anything, or you're kind of more, like, yeah. drawn in, I think, just in, like, as a person, I think, in general. 
Um, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's probably pretty tough to like be that big, like animated thing on stage in front of people when you're not even, I'm not like yeah. that at all. That'd, that'd be a character. But, um, I, I think like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm definitely more of a drawn in like person kind of thing. So I wouldn't go like, like, like really energetic. Like I think my ideal as of right now is that I'm still telling jokes and I'm being honest and you know, I'm a little like docile, but like something prompts and like a bit like to accentuate a point, I can be like a little energetic and have that. And I think I can get there, you know, like, especially if I'm more honest like something to that effect uh have you done any like i think oh sorry i was gonna say have you done any zoom stuff no i've done zero zoom shows um not because like i'm against it or anything like i just i'm I'm not i don't know i don't seek out like the technology stuff and like i wasn't again like i don't know i just didn't do it you're just kind of like it wasn't that didn't not for me yeah it was just like well i only have a phone uh so i thought that was a problem but i guess it's not a problem like i just wanted to do like live stand up and i didn't want to like learn how to do zoom shows because that would be like a different thing okay not a bad but like i just didn't that makes um, sense. I mean, I think everybody has like a different opinion. Like I, th- like you know, last episode talking to Natasha, you know, she like she's actually sent me a link to Zoom show, and I did go check it out for a little bit, and it was kind of what I expected it to be, which isn't like a bad thing. I'm not saying anything bad about it. Uh, I, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I could see how you could still, uh like get your material out it is a different platform you just right you're kind of, there's kind of like a latency with uh you know some reaction so you do kind of have to it was just something that you're gonna have to figure out i think it like like exactly what i you know kind of like what she told me uh-huh. and and uh you know i think that i think that i could probably you know, have you done no, i i haven't I haven't done it. I've just been doing this instead of stand up. Like I've been doing the Cowboy Rowdy podcast with the guys. We've been doing remote recordings during quarantine still. I wanted to start this project and this podcast. I've always wanted to, you know, ever since I started doing uh doing stand up and stuff, I was like, "Oh, it'd be fun to have a podcast and and do that and like sit down with, with other people and stuff and and just you know, talk about the just like the comedy scene in like the Monterey Bay, Santa Cruz, you know, and the Bay Area, which I feel it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. it was like, you know, pretty, it was like thriving uh, up until quarantine, I would say. There was a lot yeah. of, you know, I was like planning on, I was planning on doing like a, there's three nights, we're going to do like five shows or something like that. In Salinas, okay. so it's just gonna be like shows. We we're gonna try to do like a festival thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a big like weekend of comedy, which I still want to do when everything, you know, everything gets back online. I've talked about it before, so. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I mean, um, yeah, dude. I don't. It's uh, 
this quarantine period has been just kind of like reflective and at least for me, I mean, what, like, what, have, what have you felt from it? Have you felt like you've had some good time to kind of like, you know, kind of like uh, take note of what, everything in your life or? Yeah, actually, I, I feel like like weirdly enough, the pandemic was like really good for me, like figuring me out a little bit mm-hmm. more and figuring out what I want out of comedy a little bit. Cause like, I think I was doing the same thing as you a little bit, uh, where I was thinking like, all right, how do I want to approach comedy when I come back? You know, like, I don't like what do I want and what can I do to you know be better. Yeah. And like right before shutdowns happened, I was hanging out with frog and he like, we were just talking about like stuff and like kind of deep stuff uh, a little bit. And he told me something that was like, oh, here's why the, this is why you're like this as a person. Here's where your insecurities come from. Because we were talking about insecurities as a person and like kind of on stage. Mm-hmm. And he like nailed it like on the head. Like he was like this, like ready. Like this is why you're like this. And then like I had to think about it. And he was like totally right. Damn. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So since then, I was, like, working from there, and I was like, all right, that's why I'm like this. This is why I'm so insecure about these things. Uh, and then the shutdown happened, and then I felt like I was mentally healing okay. a little, I guess. That's, you know, a thing. I mean, that's that's cool that you were able to take something like that from, a, you know, a friend and not get really defensive or kind of in, like, a denial kind of sort of thing. Because it's hard sometimes. Yeah. It's hard sometimes, honestly, to have conversations that are real conversations with friends. Uh, just because it's it's like you have to just all of a sudden acknowledge like some truth about yourself that you like didn't or you didn't know or you weren't ready to. I guess. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, yeah, you you're just kind of like, I know, I'm not. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And so when someone's like, this is why, and it's like, well, is he right? Because I didn't, like, assume Harag was, you know, right about stuff. But then I thought about it, and it's like, he sounds right. This sounds like the right thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. Like, I don't know. Have you had any big introspection, like, comedy? Um, uh, yeah, I during quarantine, I, you know, the, I was, art, like, I guess before quarantine, I was I was trying to get back into a good habit. Uh, like working out. Uh, I think right when quarantine started, I had just gotten out of a, a relationship, so I was like newly single and just trying to mainly just really focus on myself. You know, like I think a lot of people say that, like oh, I'm just gonna do me, but I I think that's really what I was, you know, trying to do after that. And during quarantine, I've just been trying to f- you know find a routine, a good pattern of like you know, working out and, and just trying to control what I can control. I think that was been my main kind of, if you're trying about introspective stuff, I think that's been my main thing during quarantine is what do I have control over in my life still? Because I had to, you know, we had to stay home. We couldn't go out. You have to wear a mask, all these different things. Right. Right. I still make sure it goes well. Um, cause I think that was a lot of 
why I really enjoyed doing comedy in the show is it was always a chance for me to try to have total control uh, yeah, yeah. over like, you know, my set or like producing a show, trying to have like, you know, just right. And I really, I really like all the deep, like making sure all the details are lined up and like, it's just, you know, it's kind of what I do in my, in my job. And, uh, just like the person that I am, I think. So that's that's been the thing I have been considering most, I think, over quarantine period. It's just all the things that I can control, okay. trying to like really develop control over those things. <laughs> okay. Alright. That makes sense. That's a good that's a good thing to work on, I think, feeling like you're in control. Especially, yeah, that makes sense during like uh, you know, when nothing feels like Yeah. Everything you know, everything's like insane. Yeah, like all this stuff is just, you know, I had to sit at home and um, I still had to, you know, go to work. So it's like, okay, I can control, at least at work, I can control wearing a mask all day long. I can control having hand sanitizer at my desk and doing that as much as I can, following all these things as best that I can. And I can control, yeah. Like, you know, I started to focus on just like controlling my like daily routine and like holding myself accountable. Cause that's like a hard thing to do too, is to like make a list of stuff. Like I'm going to crush all this stuff out today and then hold yourself accountable to it. And I kind of do that. Like it's kind of what I do. Like most days, I guess is just, uh, mm-hmm. crushing out like a list of stuff that I write down in the morning and, uh, or have already written down. I will get like in a, if I, if I just, didn't get any of it done i'll be like in a bummed out mood because it's just like i felt like that yeah, day yeah. was just kind of thrown away so yeah i think that's like the stuff i've been trying to manage the most during this quarantine period okay dude this is uh this has been a, a really fun conversation um we talked a lot about the kind of the inner workings of of comedy and stuff but i always would you know like to bump into you at the mics and then kind of the conversation would just kind of pick up from where it left off the last time, you know, you'd be like, so I got this yeah, new yeah. thing, you know, I'm trying to, and it was just, I'm always there. I'll be like, I'll listen. I love to have somebody come and tell me like this, this new bit they're trying to work out. And, and, uh, cause you never know. I think we all do this. We never know if somebody else might just throw out uh, like the tag that we just didn't even know it needed or something. And then they're like, you can use that. And I'm like, fuck yes. And I'm like, it uh, happens like every happens like every once in a while. It's not it's not like all the time for sure. It's like it's like every now and again you'll just get like a thing where you're like it makes that makes the joke like just that much better now, and that's always the cool thing. And that's something that I has happened with you a few times. And um, yeah, yeah. But do you have like a do you want to plug like the the driving show, your Instagram, that kind of stuff right now, so people can follow you or check you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Then, um, yeah, so I do a drive-in show every Friday. Uh, it's, right now, it's on the second level parking lot on Church Street, uh, in Santa Cruz, California. Um, it's at 8 p.m. You get a cool lineup of comics. It changes every week. Uh, we sometimes have returning comics, so I try not to have that. And it's, yeah, produced by me and Sam, and then, you know, Natasha, yeah, she she mentioned it last time too, and and how fun it was. So 
Yeah, yeah. I suggest uh, people go check that out if you're in Santa Cruz on Friday and you want to see comedy cool. during this quarantine yeah. period or for the next whoever knows how long until regular things. I'm sure that you guys will be it'll be that'll be a thing for, you know, quite some time until regular yeah, yeah. happens again. Was back. But uh no, this has been fun and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to do this. Of course. Yeah. I right here uh, okay. Never mind, keep oh, going. No, you're good. Because <laughs> I kind of want to ask you like one more okay, thing. Okay, sure. But before before you turn sign out, when when you're, it's just a question I like to ask. But like when you're bombing a lot, like consistently, what do you do to? Because I kind of have a thing that kind of works. But what do you do to like get yourself back on track or like figure out? Um. Uh. So uh, what I'll do that's happened to me. I think like there was like a two or three stretches. Like, it was, like, over the course of a couple of weeks. Uh, at different times, yeah. it was, like, uh, yeah. it was just, like, a time where I was, and I think it was me. It was, like, I wasn't feeling, like, funny or, like, I could be funny or I was just not in a good headspace, I guess. I was just feeling negative. Yeah. And so it was coming off just, like, dull. And I think I kind of would, I would get, I got stuck in that and I was... Also, just not doing very many mics during those times. And I think what helped me was going more. Um, I think what helped me was it was kind of when I was okay. in a slump of like doing like maybe one or two like a week. And I was like, this okay. is not like one a week for like two weeks in a row. I was like, wow, I feel like... Uh, just felt weird. Like my, I think the best time that I had was the month that I did like 16 open mics. And then I did the Excel show at the end of the month after all those 16 mics. And uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just like in this, like, just like had this feeling. Like I can't describe it. It was like, I felt so just like the, I wasn't thinking about the next joke or anything. Like I was like, Paying, I was paying so much attention to the audience. It's like, I think I got a small, tiny taste of like what it's like to just be doing it all the time, and how like how you can just get into like this almost like this just headspace where you're just always there. Um, you're right, right. I think that's where you get to be really good. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. I guess that's me. That when I was doing bad, it was like when I was only doing a few. And and I wasn't doing it consistently enough to like get out of it, so I was kind of stuck in that headspace. Okay. All right, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, doing a bunch of mics. What um, about you? That I found. Yeah, I found like doing more mics helps because you learn like every, especially if you're in a slump. It's like you try something else like every time until maybe something starts working again and. You figure it out from mm -hmm. there, um, which is one thing that kind of worked for me. Uh, the last time it happened, because it has happened like a few times, I like I talked to Jorge about it. I was like, hey, you know, what do you do? And then what he suggested, and it kind of worked for some reason, and I'm not sure why, uh, but it was, he said, remember, like, who you are as a comic, like, watch the comedian's that you really like, like who, you know, okay. kind of a, who you kind of idolize, like, and then remember what you're doing and where you're, what you're trying to do. 
and and just that's a that's, figure that's out a good from there. Yeah, like which it helped me. Like I was watching, um, I was in a slump, and because at the time I was very you know and still am, I guess a little you know joke to joke to joke, and like I really like Bo Burnham, uh, like Bo Burnham, Brian yeah. Regan. <laughs> Uh, like uh, Hedberg, a bit. I like Brian uh, Brian Regan so awesome, and he's just clean too. It's like crazy. He yeah, he's super clean. Yeah, and he's so funny. That guy is so silly and so funny. And I, yeah, he's it, just such a silly, funny dude. about it's the great. sun. <laughs> big deal to boys to tell like. <laughs> Boxing, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like he, just, so yeah he has so many. Moosin, yeah. and he, the way he does it, it's, just, it's aggressive. That's aggressive, but it's the faces really funny. That he makes, where he's like, yeah, <laughs> he just looks, he just looks like so silly. stupid. It's amazing how he's able to yeah, look so. He just makes himself. He's able to portray like that, that care, that archetype character that we all see of just like a dumb person. He's just able to play it so well. Yeah. He he does the dumb guy look like so well. Like it's stupid how What well the nose got be so uh that guy's so funny. Ah, uh, dude. Um, well yeah. Uh anyways, yeah. man. Yeah, this is uh this has been fun, dude. Uh thank you for Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to do this, man, and I hope you are hope you continue to stay safe over quarantine. Keep growing that beard, dude. Yeah. Like we were telling you the other night when I saw you. You didn't have you didn't yeah, have it yeah. when you were before before quarantine, but you got to keep it, dude. I I want to keep it now. That's the thing I got this this quarantine. This is the pro of disease. Is is I I like beer. <laughs> the pro I like, of beer. I like <laughs> the pros of this disease. <laughs> That's how I end it. <laughs> have you seen how many people died? Yeah, but this beer, like I think, let's weigh the options here. Hold on. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.